Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Democracy Ish. I am Danielle Moody. And I'm Wajah Dali. And Waj, um, welcome back. Uh, for right now, we still have a country, kinda ish. ish. Um, I don't think that the title of this show has ever been more apt than in this last year. Um, I want to start off today with where the Biden administration is. Currently, as we are recording, there are debates happening on the floor about opening an impeachment inquiry into the Biden administration. Hmm. Um, his son, Hunter Biden, did a press uh, conference outside of the Capitol where he has been denied the ability to testify publicly hmm. um, because Republicans would refer would prefer that he testify behind closed doors so that they can manipulate whatever comes out of his mouth, um, showboat, and then push that out into the media sphere. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, first, like for us to discuss, we have all of these layered crises that are happening in this country and around the world. This has been the most ineffectual Congress congressional session, I think that some have said since the Great Depression. Mm. The ratings of the House uh, and Congress as a whole is somewhere circling someone's toilet and sewer, right? Like we're talking about the teens here. Um, and yet I heard from Jim Jordan and others that this is what the American people want and need our tax dollars to be spent on and our attention to go to. How do you think that this is actually going to play out for them? So. Uh they want to muddy the waters and they want to deflect. And specifically what they want to deflect from is the January 6th violent insurrection that was led by their leader, Donald Trump, in concert with GOP leaders such as Jim Jordan and uh, supported by the current House leader, Mike Johnson, who's two steps away from the presidency and a man who is a right wing Christian nationalist who does not believe in separation of church and state and was perfectly fine defending the torture of LGBTQ 
because he believed in the uh, what was the de gang thing that they did the the conversion therapy right mm-hmm. and and by, as this is happening uh, they're showing their true colors Handmaid's Tale and denying uh, women in America the right to abort a baby a baby that will not uh, uh, that has fatal defects that will not be alive and she has to flee the state of Texas to get this abortion. And if she comes back to Texas, most likely she will be arrested. As this is happening, and as they're attacking Social Security, and as they're palling around with white nationalists such as Nick Fuentes, and as they're palling around with Donald Trump, who has promised only be to, only to be a dictator on day one, only on the first day, uh, Danielle, uh, they have decided to use their powers uh, to investigate Hunter Biden. And last mm-hmm. time I checked, Hunter Biden is not the president. Mm-hmm. So the way I think this is going to play out and this is maybe me being the optimist, Danielle, is if if Hunter Biden was running for president, maybe, because this is what they did with Hillary Clinton, and it worked. I always want to remind people it worked. Kevin McCarthy openly admitted that they did Benghazi in the email gate to hurt her chances leading up to 2016, and it did hurt her chances. Mm-hmm. I think it'll muddy the waters, but I think it's an avalanche, an avalanche of shit against Trump and Republicans. The 91 criminal counts, uh, the four cases, Fannie Willis, God bless her, may God protect her in Georgia, uh, the avalanche uh, of extremism. I think, Daniel, it's a bit too much. And I Mm. think people realize the Hunter Biden thing is a distraction. And because he's not running, I don't think it's going to land as much as it did with Clinton, where they were able to muddy the waters and say, see, both sides are corrupt. Try something new. Take Trump. That's my take. What do you think? Am I being too optimistic? No, I, I don't think that you're being too optimistic. I think that you're actually that you're being very much a realist. I think that we've been saying from the beginning that Hunter Biden um, has never been on a ballot. Right. He's he hasn't he hasn't run for anything let alone uh, let alone president of the United States, the Senate. He mm. has not been an advisor. Mm. Let's just be clear in his father's administration, unlike the Kushners, right, Ivanka and Jared, he has had no no uh, role whatsoever other than being the son of the president of the United States with a drug problem. Mm. Right. Like, that's it. That's that's his connection. And I think that by him saying, no, I'm happy to testify. Right. Like, I absolutely will. But I'm not going to do it behind closed doors. I will do it. And if you want to grill me and do it so in front of the American people so that they can see my responses in real time, I think that it makes the Republicans look weak, that it makes them look scared. Mm -hmm. Right. And then this idea that they're going to get up and say, well, he is 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 neglecting a congressional subpoena. The last time I checked, we're on day 500 and some (laughs) odd that Jim Jordan has neglected a subpoena from his colleagues. So to turn around and say that somehow this time around, a subpoena carries more weight because Republicans are wielding it. But when Democrats did for viable reasons, right, they can turn up their nose and walk away again. I think it makes them look weak. And also the hypocrisy. And I'm glad you mentioned that because the more you try to go after Hunter Biden, we've talked about this on this show, the more it gives Democrats, such as Jamie Raskin, who, thank God, is actually the one vocal about this, say, well, okay. Let's talk about family involvement. Let's talk about Jared Kushner. Let's talk about Ivanka. 
Let's talk about Don Jr. How did these people get security clearance? Why was this man, uh, Jared Kushner, talking to MBS of Saudi Arabia? How did they get these loans? What are the business deals? And so I do think that because Republicans are so desperate right now to try to deflect from their miserable record, and because they're so entrenched uh, with Donald Trump, who, folks, he's the leader of the GOP. He is going to be the presidential candidate. Forget all this nonsense about Nikki Haley and others. Unless he dies or goes to jail, it's him. So, you know, what we have said is they're going to go all the way to the top or go all the way to the bottom for Donald Trump. And because they're tethered to Donald Trump, they're forced to do this theatrical shenanigans and nonsense. And good for Hunter Biden. I'm glad you said that because today he did a press conference and he and he sat there and he spoke for the first time and he openly said, it. he goes, you guys have gone after me. You've gone after my wife. You've gone after my kids. You've gone after my addiction. All the hurt my father. And I do think enough people, Daniel, will see that and say, yeah, that's a bad faith attack. I mean, because here's the thing. The Republicans have had a lot of time, Waj, to do their <laughs> investigations, Right. They've had a years to come up with the dirt that they needed to come up with in order to smear, like you said, muddy the waters for the Biden administration and, you know, create this image of the Biden crime family. And do you know what they've come up with? Much in nah, the nah. same case as Benghazi, not a goddamn thing, Mm-mm. right? Not a goddamn thing. So somehow the Department of Justice didn't come up with anything. Somehow, you know, and again, the Department of Justice charged Hunter Biden for political reasons. I want to be very, very clear because the charges that came from him and there are charges that are now in California and Hunter Biden will probably um, either face jail time, right, or uh, face another steep penalty for the decision, his bad business decisions and dealings. Um, But when we look at this, you know how many Americans have people in their family who have been addicted to drugs? Mm. We have an opioid crisis. Right. By the way, that the Republican Party didn't want to hold the family responsible for the opioid crisis. Right. Allowed them to be charged the Sacklers with any type of crime. Right. Millions of people have addicts in their families. Right. And so when we look at Hunter Biden, who has taken responsibility and wants to take responsibility and has publicly now for the first time come out and said, you've done all of this to hurt my father. My father has absolutely nothing to do with any of the bad decisions that I've made. They were mine and they were mine alone. It's just, it's, it's incredibly transparent, right? What the Republicans are doing, everything is a deflection, right? Everything that they do and say is an admission of their own guilt. That's right. And and I feel it's one of those situations where it's it's uh it's every every uh, accusation is a confession, like you said, and, and it's a, you know specifically remember it's not just this, but uh, a couple of months ago, let me do a callback. Remember groomer the groomer conspiracies? Yes. And it's one of those situations, folks. If you've been paying attention, and I I do not like seeing these these news items that pop up, but like every week now, there is a right wing MAGA person who's being yep. caught or arrested for pedophilia. Uh, for rape. Uh, look at what's happening right now. I mean, this is this story. I mean, we Florida. have to talk about it very quickly. Florida. I mean, uh-huh. Moms Tell for Liberty. People. Come mm-hmm. on now, mom. One of the Moms for Liberty uh, <laughs> co-founders is 
uh, allegedly engaging in a threesome, meaning that she's having sex with another woman. Uh, and this Florida lawmaker uh, who was all for family values and conservative values and, you know, going after gays and LGBTQ and talking about this community as they're a threat to our kids. They're openly engaging in a threesome, having lesbian sex. And also, allegedly, one of the women who are involved say that there was sexual assault and rape. So that's illegal. So if you want to engage in a threesome, if you want to get your freaky deaky on, go for it. Who am I to judge? Enjoy yourself. But now she's alleging sexual assault. And so it's all projection. It's all projection. It's all bad faith. And one other example I'll give, and because I'm so frustrated by this, because we keep falling for the bad faith actions of bad faith people. We all know they're bad faith, Danielle. And for some strange yep. reason, America goes, duh, even though we know it's bad faith, let's give it a full hearing. Let's put it on you know, primetime news. Elise Stefanik, Representative Elise Stefanik, who has funded anti-Semitic ads promoting the replacement theory, the white supremacist conspiracy theory, Danielle, that says the Jews are the head mm -hmm. of an international cabal that are using black people, Muslims, LGBTQ, LGBTQ uh, uh, and immigrants to weaken and replace Western civilization, has the audacity to care or claim to care about anti-Semitism, to grill Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, who, was, who uh, they were uh, under pressure for her to resign. She did not. She did not get fired. And instead of people saying, Wait a second, Lee Stefanik. Aren't you supporting President Trump, who dined with Nick Fuentes, a white nationalist? Aren't you the person who promoted the replacement theory? Aren't you part and parcel of a right-wing movement that promotes dual loyalty tropes? Why do you, of any person, have any right to claim to care about Jews and anti-Semitism when your entire party has promoted anti-Semitism that has resulted in violence against Jews and people of color? That's the conversation I would love, uh, but nope. We no, allow the bad faith people to go, to go forward. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts.
and you're and you're totally right because this is the thing that I have started to say. I'm so tired of meeting these people in the sewer with their bad faith efforts where they are, right? Instead of elevating the conversation and turning it around. Right. Democrats continue to be on the defensive and answer questions as opposed to asking those questions. Because let me tell you something. If you were the president of those universities that you were hauled in, right, to take the responsibility of what students on your campus have said and done, and you're not briefed in a way to then turn those questions similarly back on those members of Congress who actually have power, mm. right, and people listening to them and a constituency mm. base that is growing more and more violent by the day, right, you're doing a disservice. Let's stop pretending that they give a shit about Jewish people. Let's stop pretending, right. right, that their entire support of Israel doesn't have some backhanded, you know, oh, this will be the second coming of Christ in some type of way, um, uh, a sacrificial idea, an ideology that they're trying to promote. Like, let's stop pretending, right? When people say, well, I don't know what's in their heart. I know what's in their fucking heart because mm. you know what they fund. Right. You know what they stand for. You know who they stand with. So, you know, it, it, to me, it is a, a, a bad faith effort to continue to meet these people under false pretenses That's right. when we know the truth that they're actually that they that they are actually acting on. Um, I, I want to say this and I, I want to switch gears for a moment, because for the past couple uh, of weeks, um, I watch have been posting videos, um, e either appearances on MSNBC or my own TikTok videos talking about the importance of this election, mm. because the murmurings of people saying that they are going to sit this election out, that they are going to vote their values, that they cannot, uh, continue to support the democratic party and the Biden administration because of what they are seeing and witnessing happening in Gaza is leading me to believe, while people like to say to me that foreign policy has no bearing on, on domestic uh, issues and, and us voting, that's not what I'm hearing and seeing in my comment section. Mm. And so how do you think, I mean, again, we are 11 months out, and I'm not trying to get you to read a crystal ball, but should this administration be paying sharp attention to blocks of voters like in Michigan, uh, a population that could very well hand over Donald Trump the election if they decide to sit, stay home? Generation Z, black and brown people that are saying, yeah, this is not it. Do you think that they need to be paying attention right now to the anger that is growing against this administration, because it's not just a lack of enthusiasm, right? We had that in 2020. It's not a lack of enthusiasm or excitement on the side for Biden. It's that people are starting to dislike him, to hate him. Mm. I, I mean, I think the administration should pay attention to the growing injustice and humanitarian crisis that's happening in Gaza, right? The fact that half the people are now starving, the fact that 85% have been displaced, the fact that the, the low estimate is 7,500 kids have been killed, more kids killed in the past uh, two months than in all the uh, war zones in the past year around the globe combined, the fact that the majority of civil, uh, people killed are civilians, the fact that before this happened, Danielle, 
there was a humanitarian crisis. People forget that. Before the war, it's an open-air prison where pretty much all the major uh, human rights group has have said that there's an ongoing humanitarian crisis in Gaza, uh, which is occupied territory. And the fact now that you have uh, Israeli officials kind of openly saying the, the, the end game, no two states, we're going to displace them. Uh, they're most likely going to go where? Egypt and Jordan. And then who's going to take over that land, uh, Danielle? Right. And this is happening with the United States funding Israel, United States bypassing Congress to, to give them weapons, United States pledging at least, what, $14 billion, United States as an outlier uh, 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 in the world where the United Nations General Assembly strongly condemned uh, the ongoing war and asked for a ceasefire. But guess who decided not to join them? The United States. And I think Joe Biden is finally feeling the heat because as of this recording, he did something which he has rarely done, publicly criticized Benjamin Netanyahu and said that uh, it's not going well and doesn't look good. What also happened as of today, uh, U.S. delaying the sales of M-16 rifles to Israel over settler violence, something else we haven't talked about. Forget Gaza, all the people that have been killed in the West Bank as these settlers are given free reign to terrorize Palestinians. So I sit here and I go, first and foremost, it's a terrible look for the United States. Secondly. My taxpayer dollars are going to Israel to fund what many say are ongoing war crimes. Number three, it's not just Muslims and Arabs. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Gen Z, a lot of folks are saying, you're asking me to sit there and support a candidate who I'm not really even that enthused by. I wasn't enthused by him in 2020. I'm not enthused by him now, who seems to not care at all, Danielle, about Palestinians. His trademark empathy is gone. Uh, and a lot of Democrats are saying the following. I'll tell you what I heard from folks. They'll give Israel, by folks inside the administration, they're going to give Israel a couple of months to do what Israel wants to do. A lot of these Palestinians are going to go to Egypt and Jordan. United States and Israel will, will find a way to pay off Egypt and Jordan. And then in a couple of months, Joe Biden will say, okay, enough of that. Uh, let's switch over to the domestic policies. That's their plan. Um, from a person within the administration who uh, I, I, I won't name, but that's what they told me. I don't know if people will forget. Uh, and in Michigan, I don't think people will forget. And what the administration is hoping for is that based on what we talked about at the beginning of this episode, the Republican Party has gone so far out to the right, so self-destructive, so extreme, so hateful, that that will be enough to put Biden and Dems over the top. That's the calculation. I don't know. For me, Let me tell you I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to risk it. But that's just me. Yeah, I. For me, uh, somebody who math is not my strong point. Calculation <laughs> seems off. It seems off. And I tell you that listening to people this far out um, becomes so disillusioned mm. and and saddled with grief and anger at what they are seeing. And that is just growing. It is not as if, and the funny thing, you know, we love, we always say, and I've said this many times, Americans memory, right. It's like that of a gnat, right? Like by the time it comes to vote, like people don't remember, they kind of move on very quickly. We go from disaster to disaster, trauma to trauma. This, however, doesn't seem to be going away. Mm. Right. Because as you're scrolling on social media and preparing for, you know, a host of holidays, in in the in the coming weeks in the midst of all of your scrolling 
you're seeing, oh, uh, holiday vacations here, Christmas tree there, a menorah there. Oh, a field of dead children, Hmm. right? Uh, Naked men and boys being uh, herded away in, in, in military vehicles. Okay, go back to the scrolling, the scrolling. So this inundation of these videos and these images of violence and trauma and harm are not going anywhere. That's right. And the thing is, is that people are not becoming numb to it because what they are doing is that more and more people, as I said, are waking up to it for the very first time. And they don't need to have a degree in foreign policy in order to be able to see right from wrong. When is enough going to be enough? How many dead bodies do you need? That's right. Right? What is going to justify? There will be no justification for what happened on October 7th. It was horrific. But when you see a, a, a quote-unquote pause that releases hostages and releases pe- Palestinians that have been detained without any fucking due process because they don't even have that there, how do you justify going back to potentially killing the hostages that you say that you're working to free? It doesn't make sense. And you don't need a degree to figure that out. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And especially with the Netanyahu government, and let's not forget that it's the most extreme government that Israel has seen, where the foreign minister, Ben Gavir, literally has spent his life terrorizing Palestinians, right? A man who openly gave out guns to settlers in the West Bank, which has in part led to this increase in violence, where you have a self-proclaimed fascist, his words, not mine, the foreign minister, Smotrich, right? Where you have the heritage minister, literally who openly said, we should nuke Gaza, right? These people are openly telling you (laughs) <laughs> their genocidal plans for Palestinians. Uh, the government was, the Netanyahu government was so unpopular, uh, Daniel, people forget that 75% of Israelis hate him. They were protesting against him. And so the fact that Joe Biden has kind of given a bear hug to this unpopular extremist leader who has pissed on Joe Biden and Democrats in the past. Let's not forget that Netanyahu was the same guy who bypassed Barack Obama uh, and made a deal with John Boehner when he was the head of the House to address yep. U.S. Congress folks. Yep. I mean, it was unparalleled humiliation, the fact that Netanyahu would do this, and the fact that one time then when Biden went there and they promised no more settlements, the day that Biden landed, Netanyahu said, nope, 
settlements expansions, right? So it's one of those situations that Netanyahu has shown repeatedly that he is aligned with the right wing. He's aligned with Donald Trump. He's aligned with Christian nationalists. He is not a fan of the Democratic Party. He's not a fan of uh, Obama and Biden. And so why is Biden allowing such a hateful, extremist, unpopular man, uh, Netanyahu, with a genocidal war plan, and he wants to stay in power, so he's going to keep this war going for as long as he can, uh, Danielle, because as soon as the war stops, he's out. So why are we tethering ourselves, and by we, I mean just not just the United States, but Joe Biden, to this, to this, uh, especially when it seems like the war ain't going to end, because Israel said, nope, six, seven months, however long it takes, we're going to wipe out Hamas. And quote-unquote wiping out Hamas increasingly looks like displacing Palestinians. What's another word for that? cleansing ethnic cleansing hmm and so i have this i'm like you daniel i feel like it's a stain it's going to be a stain on the biden administration it's going to be a stain on the legacy and i am worried i am worried uh leading up to the election which is a year away uh i don't know if people will forget uh because like you said as you keep scrolling there's a new horror and in the past few days, it was all about universities, universities, universities. And just today, uh, another potential war crime that Al Jazeera uncovered, right? Uh, this ain't going away, Danielle. And so I feel like this is where the Democratic Party and Joe Biden are going to have to make a bold move. And I don't know if they have the political will to do it. Um, I know that, you know, we are 11 months away, but I urge people. Um, I urge you to recognize that if Donald Trump becomes president mm. of the United States, that will be the end. There will be no shift in policy in Israel and Palestine. There will be just darkness that uh, engulfs our democracy right. and the world. So for how bad things are, and we just laid out, they're pretty fucking bad and pretty fucking stark. I just want to remind people they can get absolutely worse. They will get worse. We are dealing with an administration that can be pushed because they still believe in the Constitution and the rule of law and listening to the masses. Authoritarians and fascists do not. They steamroll right. over them. So while we are hanging on to our democracy-ish, Right. Um, sometimes elections are not about pushing forward. They are about holding the fuck on. And that is exactly what we need to continue to do in 2024 until we can clear out MAGA supremacy to get to a place where we can begin to move forward. Uh, thank you, dear friends, for listening to Democracy Ish. I am Danielle Moody. And I'm Mujahat Ali. And we will be back next week. If, in fact, we have a country left, inshallah.